Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. Today, we are doing a special podcast on what to do when races get canceled because of the COVID-19 outbreak that's going on across the world right now. Typically, March is a very exciting time of year. It marks the start of spring marathon season and the racing season for most runners. This year, everything has been a little bit different due to the coronavirus. Races everywhere have been getting postponed and canceled. Even the Boston Marathon this morning on Friday the 13th, uh, which is kind of funny, uh, announced that they would be moving their race to September 14th of this year. And this is the first time they've postponed in over 100 years Um, We've never seen anything like this in terms of so many races being canceled. I know all of our coaches here run for PRs are getting email after email. Every race, it seems like, has gotten canceled for this weekend. I think I only have one or two athletes who found races that weren't canceled. Um, We hope that this is just a -a once-in-a-lifetime dilemma, but, you know, this is really affecting a lot of runners and their racing schedule. So today we just wanted to discuss how to handle the disappointments of maybe some of your races getting canceled or postponed. And we also just wanted to provide some tips in terms of what to do for next with your own training for the future. I know this can kind of be a hard time, you know, all of your motivation and everything you're training for has kind of shifted. And so we just wanted to talk about mindset going forward and kind of what we can do uh, with the next steps. So I guess I'm here today with, you know, Jason Phillippe, who is the head cross country and distance track coach at the University of Wisconsin River Falls, which is a D3 school. Um, you know, his season just ended with indoor track. And what's really interesting, you know, this COVID-19 is really affecting everything. They told the students at the University of Wisconsin River Falls to go home as of today um, and remaining of the school year, at least through, you know, mid-April is going to be all held online. And we're just going to talk a little bit about how this impacts, you know, the cross country, the track team, um, and it's still kind of in the works. So are you guys kind of canceled also? I mean, Wisconsin, how many cases are there? I don't think there's that many. And um, what's happening with the track and cross country program? Yeah, so as Victoria said, um, the university that I work for, we're kind of right on the border of Wisconsin, Minnesota. And I think combined, the two states, there's not that many confirmed cases. There's probably about 20 in Minnesota and Wisconsin combined right now. But uh, again, there's so many, so many unknowns out there of who maybe has been exposed to this virus or who just hasn't expressed the symptoms or haven't gotten treatment or um, medical help yet. But I think you know all these preventative measures that you're seeing from these organizations, including the NCAA, just basically canceling all current uh, winter championships. I know right now they're supposed to be this, this exact weekend. We're supposed to have gymnastics, wrestling, track and field championships. All that got canceled. Um, if you're a basketball fan, you know about the March Madness tournament being canceled as well as all of the um, conference tournaments. So it's just been kind of uh, obviously a shocking last few days, a lot of disbelief, um, a lot of emotions, especially 
you know, for younger, you know, younger student athletes who really haven't experienced anything like this before. And it's, it's totally out of everyone's control. Um, we had a, new, a number of meetings yesterday with college athletes, including coaches and athletic directors on campus. And um, just kind of answering a lot of questions, talking about what may happen with spring, because I know um, many conferences and NCAA already announced they're canceling all spring ath- athletics as well. So that means there's no outdoor track championships or baseball or softball, none of that. You won't see anything being on, played on TV this year. It's just going to be kind of a quiet next few months in terms of sports. Um, and then obviously we know about Major League and, and um, their delay to, to the start of their season as well as NBA and NHL suspending their season. So just a lot going on um, right now. And, you know, only one can speculate how long this is going to continue. But, um, yeah, the biggest thing is is talking through to college athletes. Like, you know, what are we going to do now? I was not anticipating as a coach that – Yesterday would have been the last day I see my athletes until the start of cross-country season, which is going to be August 30th, I think. So it's just kind of crazy to think, like, they're now going to be on their own in terms of training from now until August. Um, and they're missing out on an opportunity to, you know, get really fit, get a lot of track races in. And so now they're going to have to train on their own and hopefully find a few road races to do over the summer in their local areas. Yeah. I mean, it's just so interesting to hear your perspective as a college coach, because I think, you know, a lot of these runners, myself included, I get so focused on my training and my running and my races. Um, Sometimes I forget about the fact that, you know, these college athletes, you know, this is a really big deal for them. And, you know, D3, D1 level, whatever level you're at, um, you still are devoting a big amount of time um, to your training. And a lot of these college athletes, you know, it's a huge part of their life. It's, you know, they're making sacrifices of not, you know, working as much or spending as much time doing other things. And they're focused, you know, really solely on their sport of running and, you know, just to be the rug ripped under them, you know, no more uh, track and field. I know it can be kind of shocking, but it's totally necessary. And I think, you know, the biggest thing here is, you know, we understand kind of what's going on. We, you know, you got to listen to the officials. Everything's good. This isn't like a no, no hate, no nothing like that. But it's just, it's just shocking thing to happen. Um, no one was really expecting it. You know, we, people were looking forward to competing and all, all of those things that go with the emotions that you have attached to, you know, the sport, those things don't just go away, even though you understand like this is for the good of humanity, like we're doing this as a good cause, like you still kind of feel hurt, you know, that, oh, I'm not going to be able to see what my potential is this spring. I'm not going to be able to compete, um, you know, an outdoor track. And I know you had a lot of athletes who were kind of at this, this breaking point where they were really going to reach the next level um, outdoor track and it just kind of left hanging. So it's really interesting to hear your perspective. And I guess, you know, when you first heard that things were being canceled, I really think things started escalating, you know, this Monday, Tuesday um, into Wednesday. Uh, what Did you think that it was going to end up this big? And kind of what were your initial reactions? Um, no, I definitely didn't. I don't think anyone saw it quite turning out like this. I think what most people were anticipating was, um, you know, first like NCAA, for example, and um, NBA, I think they announced about just having no spectators at their events and they allow these championship events to continue so athletes can finish out their season. Um, and for a lot of them, that, that changed quickly as we got to Thursday and they just called it right then and there. So there were literally athletes warming up for Division One National Track Meet and they 
we're told that everything's been canceled, time to go home. So, you know, talk about total major disappointment. It'd it'd be like us basically being in line in the corrals at Boston and being told the race is canceled. Um, And knowing that that was really our only shot to run Boston where, you know, because a lot of these kids are seniors and it's over for them. So um, we, whereas we can try to re-qualify and go back. But so for NCAAs, I know it was a huge, obviously, decision that impacts a lot, has a, has a lot of impact. Um, but also, the, I think as, as the week went on, you know, and they started to not only cancel um, what's going on now, but putting these, these bans in, in place for the rest of the spring. I, I had thought maybe they would just have a date like April 15th or May 1st or something like that. And then once we get to that point, they reevaluate. But I think they just think that, um, you know, this is going to have the best way to try to minimize the the outbreak and to prevent it from really continuing on into the summer and in the next school year. So I think it's ultimately probably the right call. But um, it's it's definitely crazy to think like just how how different things are going to be now for the next eh, about month and a half to two months. Right. Yeah. It's just crazy. We've never seen anything like this. Kind of like we said earlier. Um, and it's good to know, you know, it's affecting everyone and everyone's kind of in the same boat. And, you know, we could talk about the shock and all the crazy stuff that's happened um, for a long time. But I guess, you know, I want to be a little bit more solution oriented with this podcast and just kind of give people some hope, some ideas like what where do we go from here? What are we supposed to do? You know, like some people, it's just, it's so shocking. They just don't even know what's next because everything is so different and no one saw this coming. Um, you know, we always say you can't, you know, control everything. And I think it's really hard when something you didn't foresee happening just ends up happening, um, in terms of your, you know, race totally getting canceled or postponed. So I guess, you know, if someone was planning on doing like the New York City half that's this weekend or another race that's in the next one or two weeks, you know, um, and it, it just got canceled. Like, let's say they just found out they're tapered. They're in the middle of tapering. They've trained for months. They're ready to rock and roll. Um, and, you know, as we're seeing more and more of these races are just getting uh, canceled. So it's, earlier in the week, I was telling people, let's find a backup race, right? So I, I told people to go find a backup race. Um, that kind of backfired because now all backup races are canceled. So what do you do with all this fitness? Um, how do you rationalize it mentally? And like, and then physically, what, how do you, what do you do? Yeah, it's a good question. I think depending on where you're at in your training cycle, like, you know, if, if you're, if your race just got canceled, so you're in peak shape, um, you're in a little bit different of a spot than someone who, who found out that Boston's being canceled because they can alter their training now. And we have over, what, five, six weeks from that point. But if you're going to run a half or full just in the next week or two and you're, you were kind of tapered and peaked, um, I would say, uh, you know, it's a, obviously a tough spot to be in, but you need to be grateful for the shape that you're in. You're in a better spot if you are healthy and the race is canceled as opposed to if you were uh, injured and you weren't able to run the race. So there's a couple things you could do. You could, you could run a time trial. I know that some of my athletes have asked to just do like, instead of a, a half marathon PR attempt, they just want a really hard, like long tempo run. Um, so that's, that's an option. We also put out this announcement about the virtual races. I'll let Victoria speak to those, but that's a great opportunity as well. Um, and then the other thing is, is you can just kind of wait for a little bit of time to pass. And hopefully, you know, when we get to like May, I would say we'll start to see some smaller local races popping up where you can find something a little bit shorter. But I think just focusing on some shorter distances and we can talk about some training adjustments here too 
in a, in a little bit because I have some ideas of things that we can do to, you know, add more speed to your workouts. Right. Yeah. And I think it's good, you know, to remember that the fitness is still there. Like your fitness didn't go away. No one came and took your fitness away. That's not what happened. Um, instead, it's just, you know, your race got canceled where you were going to showcase your, you know, fitness is no longer available in that form. But there's different ways that you can do that. So I always just think of it as, as time to be creative. Think outside the box. Um And, you know, if you're dead set and you want to go out and prove to yourself, hey, I'm in half marathon PR shape, I'm in 10-mile PR shape, I'm going to go out and run 10 miles and I'm going to, you know, make it a PR on my own. You know, that's fine. Um, And I I would actually probably do that because I'm just stubborn like that, right? I mean, you can do these like virtual races. You can do time trials with yourself because really at this point with so many cancellations going on, um, you're probably not going to be able to find a race. And if you do, that's fine. Do that race, whatever. But I'm saying, you know, for a lot of us, you know, in Minnesota, we have what, like 15, 14 cases and all of the races for this weekend just got, you know, canceled. And I think since Boston just canceled, a lot of races are going to follow suit. <clears throat> um, you know, NCAA is canceled. Everything's canceling. I think it's, it's only going to continue to happen. So you're going to have to think of alternative waves. Some people aren't going to want to go out and do a time trial on their own because, you know, if you do a time trial on your own outside, let's say, Jason, you ran a half marathon PR outside. This is where it gets difficult because then you're technically not supposed to, like, claim that as your actual technical, you know, PR, I guess, Um and that's where it gets dicey because it's like, why are we even doing this in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of running? Really? I mean, what do you think is the whole point? I mean, can you still claim it as a PR? What would be even the point of doing it then? I mean, this is a loaded question. <laughs> I, I do have an athlete that's coming to mind where he, I think he's only ran like one or two halves. His PR is probably 150 something. And we know for a fact right now, like even in training, he's gone faster than that. And so we know he could run probably a middle low 140s um and you know we could have them go out and do a time trial and then he could claim that as his as his pr time right and obviously there's that that's legit however you know we don't take into account the sometimes how the courses aren't certified you know it'll be certified to your garmin but not by usa track and field or whatever so there's that but then also you know it's not a time he'd really be able to probably use to um uh, submit for another race in terms of you know trying to getting a faster corral. However, I don't know if other races are going to really like, I can't think of any races where you actually need a seed time other than like Chicago or NYC and stuff like that, where they, where you could use a fast half time. So I guess it depends on kind of where you're at with your training, how many races you've done. Um, is it something that I think will give you extra motivation to just keep you, you know, maybe, maybe you need to test yourself just to see where you're at. And maybe we can do that with a different race distance. Maybe it doesn't need to be the full half marathon. I think a, just a virtual time trial would be great, especially if it's a shorter race, because it's a good kind of indicator of, of where you're at currently. And then it can give you some, some excitement, some momentum to continue on with your training and focus on the next race. Yeah. And totally there's benefits to, you know, racing in a race environment, right? So you're getting the adrenaline from the crowd. You're getting, you know, like all the pump up stuff. You have the water on the course and all of the things you're getting in a race environment. You're not going to get if you do it by yourself, right? 
But that being said, I'm someone who I run pretty much intrinsically. And I think a lot of people that that is their that was their first motivation. They like the way running made them feel. And so I think this just gives everyone a time to really reflect on why am I even doing this in the first place, right? So I mean, we aren't going and doing these races because we want to like brag about our times, right? We're not doing them because we want to get a finisher's medal. Maybe that plays a small part in it, but really at the root of why we're doing it, that's what we need to focus on and say, what got me into this? Why do I like this? What do I like about running? And you you really got to ask yourself those questions because there's going to be uncontrollable things that pop up. And maybe, you know, these races all got canceled, but maybe, you know, in 2016, I was faced with race after race of, you know, 70 degrees, 80 degrees, 100 degrees, you know, it's it just the races were just terrible and it was out of my control, Right. Um, and, and that happens with runners. Sometimes things that are out of your control will happen, but that's not going to define you as a runner. And that's not going to take away that the work that you're putting in. And so I always said to myself, you know, if I could never PR again, would I still run? If I could never run a race again, would I still be out? And it's like, of course I would. Right. So you really have to figure out what it is that motivates and drives you and just really focus on yourself and intrinsic motivation during this time. I know that can be really difficult when things are getting like taken away from you left and right, but no one can take away like your own intrinsic motivation and that feeling of like self-fulfillment. I think just relying on yourself and doing things independently, it, it gives you a chance to really like reconnect with your roots of running. You don't need the big crowds. You don't need the flashy medals. You don't need to like proclaim your PRs and your race times to everyone. Um, Running can be a very moving thing, even when done individually. Uh, And I think getting back to that route, it's almost like a blessing in disguise, I think, that some of these races were canceled because it does give people the opportunity to really reflect and dive deeper into why they run and just become a better version of themselves in the process. Uh, So one thing that I just want to share with everyone is that no one really cares what your PRs are, right? So if this weekend you decide I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to crush, you know, five my, my five mile race, it was canceled, but I'm going to go out there and crush it. Or you have a half marathon. No, no one's going to, no one really ever cared what your time was, right? Like the only person who really cares deep down is you. And so if you go out there and you run a PR and it's not in a race, you know that you did that. Like, you know what you're physically capable of doing. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. Um, So just knowing that you can have your own intrinsic motivation there and not have to, you know, throw it out externally is great. And you can, I'm saying you can claim whatever you want as your PR, right? Like if you go out there this weekend and you run a PR, claim it. I mean, be proud of what you're doing. Um, don't, don't get so caught up in like so many rules and regulations, you know, it's just running. And when we put all these rules and we we have to do it at a certain race and it has to be certified and all these things, it just makes everything so rigid. And it's like, just go out there and enjoy it. Have fun, reconnect yourself with running. Um, yeah, Jason, I know you had a race that you were planning to do this weekend and it was canceled today. So how do you feel? I mean, this is a race you've done multiple times you're someone who's been running for you know 20 30 years how do you feel about your race being canceled and how are you going to approach that you know just from your perspective as a coach and as someone who's been training for a very long time I think it's a unique perspective to get your idea yeah I recently have been training more than I've done in the past and I was kind of looking forward to um 
getting my vapor flies out this weekend and running an AK, a five mile race, and hopefully trying to, um, run a decent time faster than I've probably ran on that course in the last three years, but you know, not getting the opportunity to do that. I'm okay with it. I just, I really want to just continue focusing on the next race. So it's kind of like the next race up mentality. And I'm, you know, and if if those start to get canceled too, that'll be okay. I'm sure I'll look into, you know, at some point the races will happen again, whether that's summer or fall. So I'm still going to be in the same shape. I think, you know, not getting to race, I'm still going to be doing workouts. So I'm going to keep my mind focused on what lies ahead. Um, you know, I just, I, I think that, you know, like Victoria said, she brought up a lot of great points about just reflecting and using this time to really think about what matters most in terms of your running. And would you, would you still run if you could never PR again? And, you know, I, my PRs are probably, um, most of them, I guess are, are, are behind me. The only one I could maybe get is, is a marathon or a half at this point. I'm never going to PR again in a 5k or an 8k, but I'm still going to go out there and try just because it's still fun. And, so whatever the reason is that you started running in the first place, whether it's that feeling of self-challenge and self-fulfillment or just to deal with your daily demands and feel better about yourself physically and emotionally and mentally, I think that that's really what, what we're here for. And um, so just using these next few weeks to really reflect on your training and maybe set some new challenges for yourself that you haven't maybe done in a while because you've been too worried about getting ready for this race or that race. Well, now's a time where you're probably not going to race for, I don't know, four weeks to eight weeks depending on where you are in the country and whenever they start allowing races to happen again. But this is maybe a great time to maybe shift your training and focus on something new, different, maybe a weakness that you have. Maybe you want to focus more on speed because you've done so many marathon cycles in a row. And now this is a great time. It's a golden opportunity to really just shift your thinking and maybe focus on something else that could make you better come, you know, fall at your next marathon buildup. So I would say maybe you try to get, try to, PR in the mile, for example, or I have, I have one of my athletes right now. He's been, he's just a monster. He's been running more. He's getting ready. He was getting ready to do NYC half. And now he just wants to PR in his mile and he's got another shot. I think it's in July. They do it through his work twice a year, but he just really wants a break. I think it's six minutes in the mile and, um, or maybe it's five minutes. I'd have to go back and look at his log, but it's, it's cool because he's so eager to just get faster all around. And it's not just about trying to be a Q or trying to run a half PR. It's, it's just challenging yourself in different ways. Um, this could be a good opportunity for you too to try to increase your mileage if you're someone that's been you know, running lower mileage. Um, but whatever you can do to challenge yourself, I think that that's a good thing to, to think about during this time. Right, yeah, and I think you know, going back to coming up with new challenges and new ways to challenge yourself during this time, it kind of stems back to the whole, you know, reflecting on why you run in the first place. And you know, I think if some people are reaching this point and they feel like hopeless and despair, there may be part of you that maybe didn't really want to be, you know, training for the race that you were training. Because I know how hard it is to train for a race you don't want to train for. And then, you know, if it were to get canceled, how devastating that would be because it's like you gritted out training that you didn't even want to be doing to do a race that you felt obligated to do. And then all of a sudden it's canceled. And that would be like the worst situation to be in right now, because I think those people are like, what did I just spend the last three to four months of my life doing training for this race that I didn't even want to do and then it gets canceled and I think this is an opportunity for if you know you feel that way 
definitely reflect on, you know, what would excite me and like reevaluating your goals and figuring out what you wished you would have been spending the next three to four months doing or the last three to four months doing. Because, you know, if you are reaching the end of this line and you feel like just what was the point, you know, of the last three to four months and you're not excited about it. Uh, in any way like you're you're not pumped about the fitness or like the process at all like maybe just reevaluating like is this the goal that I really wanted for myself because you know at the end of the day you got to get excited about it. you got to be excited about more than just that end result and that you know like final race because like we're seeing right now a lot of the things are out of our control um, and so you just got to fall in love with that process and I know it kind of sounds a little cheesy everyone says oh fall in love with the process but that's a real deal so I guess we're going to kind of shift focus here to the bigger events that got canceled, which is the Boston Marathon. Well, it didn't get canceled. It got postponed. So the Boston Marathon that was supposed to be held on, I think, April 20th this year, uh, Patriots Day. So third Monday in April. It's now shifted to September 14th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So September 14th. So they're shifting it, you know, five months later and just, you know, that is a, a tough spot to be in because a lot of athletes, they, they're entering their peak training for Boston. So a lot of people have already done 20 milers there. They've done 18, 16 milers. They have been working so hard towards this you know, goal and then boom, it's postponed. So you already, a lot of these people have already put in you know, three to four months of solid marathon training. They were entering their peak. What do they do now? Yeah, so I think that, you know, for a traditional marathon buildup, you're probably now looking at starting in around June timeframe, if if my math's correct. So that gives you about eight weeks right now um, to kind of, you know, obviously you're going to lower your mileage a bit because you were probably doing extremely long runs. You're probably hitting 16, 18, 20 mile long runs. So there's no need to do that if you don't have a marathon in the foreseeable future. So I would back down on the long run, probably down to 10 to 12 a week somewhere in that range. It really just depends on what you were doing. But, um, you know, as far as the keeping the intensity there, I still think you want to stay consistent, stay as consistent as you were with your workouts. Um, you could also use this time to take a short break. Like if something was kind of flaring up on you, you know, use this time to get some extra rehab in, take some extra rest days. Um, so that when you, you know, when June does roll around, you can launch into your training cycle healthy. Um, you could also use this opportunity to add in a new training stimulus, kind of like we talked about adding more speed or just focusing on some, some more strength type work. I think that, um, you know, you definitely want to capitalize on your strong aerobic base that you hopefully have right now. And so focusing on that speed can help you become faster and and just an all around stronger runner so that when you do go back to the threshold marathon pace work during the summer, um, your body is, you know, strong enough to handle it and it's going to feel a little bit easier if you focus on doing speed intervals this spring. So maybe hit up your local tracks. That would be a good tip. And, uh, you know, find out where they are and maybe get some workouts on the calendar. Yeah, those are all really good tips. And I think, you know, there's so many ways that you can approach this. You know, Boston just gets canceled. There's so many different ways you could pivot. Um, You know, we talked about going out and kind of racing against yourself, you know, doing a time trial fitness test. Maybe that's 10 mile half marathon 
whatever it may be, because um, you're already kind of at a peak fitness right now. Um, so if you just gave yourself a week or two to taper, that could be a good chance to maybe set a PR, maybe not in the marathon, maybe don't go out and do a marathon against yourself, maybe just doing, you know, something a little shorter in between, you know, a five mile race and a half marathon by yourself, like a time trial, just to showcase your fitness for yourself, find a nice route near your house, one that you're, you know, excited about, comfortable with, and just like jack yourself up because you've worked really hard to get to where you're at right now. And it's just nice to show yourself, hey, you know what? I did, you know, run really, I am in really good shape. I can run really fast in X, you know, distance right now. So I think, you know, that could be a huge confidence booster. And you know, around your house, it's really easy to find routes that you know are going to be like, you know, good. And I I think that would be a really fun thing for people to do. That's one option. Another option you could do, um, back off the mileage a little bit, like you said, and then just kind of continue to build, um, back into like June. That's when we would reintroduce, you know, the longer, you know, two plus hour long runs. But for the next like two months, just kind of back it down a little bit because we don't, you don't want to like burn out. Like we, we don't want you to have like a 10 month marathon training build, right? So the one thing you want to avoid during this time is the potential for burnout. But I think a lot of people um, understand, you know, kind of to back off, do a little bit less and then rebuild up again. Uh, but it almost came at a good time because right now, maybe some people have, haven't even done 20 milers. You know, if this was me two years ago, I hadn't even done one yet. So this was maybe the weekend you were going to do your first 20. Don't do it, right? Like if you if you know for sure you're not going to go out and run like 26.2 miles by yourself, just don't even, don't do the 20. Um, you're you're going to be saving a lot of stress on your body and you're already in really good shape. So one option, you know, that we want to be talking about, because we're talking a lot about these time trials and people are like, that, that sounds kind of lame, you know, like how do I do that? And it is a little bit, it's different, you know, it's not as fun as going to a race environment, but when we're, you know, forced to kind of be on this almost like a lockdown mode where we can't do events or group training, I think these online time trials or races are a really good option for people. So we, Run for PRs, we came up with, you know, three races that will showcase your fitness. And these are things that you can do on your own home treadmill or, you know, outside, right? So where it's safe, where you feel comfortable, and you can participate in them. So the first one that we're doing is going to be on March 21st, so next Saturday, and that is going to be a 5K race. And that's something you can do on your own. So all you have to do is like, do your Garmin and join our Strava group. Um, you can even record it on Strava if you don't have a Garmin. There's so many options out there. So just head over to our Facebook group. Um, if you search Run for PRs Athletes on Facebook, or you can join our Strava group, uh, searching Team Run for PRs, and join these virtual races. And we're actually going to be having you know, like door prizes, virtual door prizes, obviously, um, giving away strength training, giving away some run for PRs apparel. So it's just a way that we can still be social and have fun with this, despite, you know, having to be more on this lockdown mode where we can't go to physical events. So this is just going to be something that's really exciting. Um, then we're going to do a 10 K two weeks after that. And then two weeks after that, it's a half marathon or a marathon if that's something you're interested in. So Jason, what are kind of more of the benefits to doing these virtual races? and how popular do you think they're going to be with this community? Yeah, I think obviously there's quite a few benefits like as far as you can do it on your own schedule. So fit it in your schedule when it's convenient for you that morning when you wake up. Um, I think 
you know, we're just, we're, it's going to be kind of an honesty thing where you submit your name and your time, and then we will probably compile a list of who participates. So it'll just kind of be interesting to see, especially with the first one, like how many people do it. And then um, how many people of the same we can get back in two weeks to do a 10K? Because I, like I like that it starts at the 5K, kind of the shorter of, of the distances. And then we can just kind of build as we progress every two weeks. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think, you know, right now, like you said, we got to find something to kind of keep generate some sort of excitement. And this could be a way just to feel somewhat connected to um, – to other runners in this period of kind of social isolation in terms of running races. So really excited about it. And, um, uh, the other cool part I think is thinking about where you want to do them. Like you get to pick your route. And so that's really cool. We were talking about this morning, like what's maybe a flat route or are there, is there even a downhill route we could do? Uh, but you know, really you got there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And especially, I, you know, I've designed cross country courses. So I know like how, and road races too, like the planning the route. So I know it can be tricky to to plan but the nice thing is it's just for yourself and so you can you can go over certain areas you know like certain intersections as long as you're confident that you're going to be able to get through them without having to stop at like a stoplight or stuff like that but um yeah just being kind of aware of like sidewalk streets that are going to be good for this sort of thing um you could even go to a track if you want if there's an outdoor track you know i might even go there for the 5k just because i know that it's going to be flat and fast and it'd just be good to get a pretty good estimate of where my fitness is at. So really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's really funny how you were talking about how we were joking around about how we would want to find the fastest course. And it's true, right? So like you might wake up that morning and be like, oh, there's 15 mile per hour winds. And my first thought was, all right, I'm going to go wherever there's a tailwind, right? You can kind of move things around and because it's on your own or on your own, you can use the variables that you want to use, you know, right? So I, I just thought that was kind of funny because it is virtual and it's it's all about, you know, testing yourself and just having fun with the elements out there and seeing what's, you know, possible on your end. And it is different than a traditional, you know, road race, right? Because you're, you're coming up with your own course, your own route. And it's just more of a time trial outside. But this is like the root of, you know, everything that distance running is, you know, when the first people started running, I'm sure there weren't, you know, races all the time. And we're really living in an era where, you know, there's races every weekend all across the U.S. But if you were even to go back like 100 years, like there were no, like hardly any races. There was like the Boston Marathon, right? I mean, there weren't a ton of opportunities where people were able to showcase uh, their fitness. And I think just getting back to our roots of why we're doing it and, and embracing those independent moments and you know, falling back in love with a sport without all the noise can really be a nice opportunity for people. Um, So I know it can be really disappointing to have, you know, plans change and all the craziness that's going on and all the anxiety in our world. We just want to have, you know, our one thing that can really help with stress relieving. And we still kind of have that, right? I mean, going outside, getting fresh air. um, A lot of us aren't like quarantined into our house at this point. So being able to go outside and get that fresh air can be a really good, um, you know, stress reliever for a lot of us. So Jason, how do you think a lot of your athletes are kind of responding to this? Do you think it's going to provide more time for run training or do you think it's really going to negatively impact a lot of athletes? Um, What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, you know, it's been interesting to think about how this is going to impact just the start of like the next school year and the cross country season and, you know, not not getting those opportunities to sit down with my kids this spring and, 
and talk about you know their summer training and the importance of it. Um, I just kind of had to summarize that last night quickly before I probably don't see them again for five or six months. But I think that for some, this is really going to tell. This is going to tell us who is internally motivated and who who really is going to make running a priority and who enjoys it. Because you know, if you're not comp- the thing about running in college is you're running with a group every single day and you're you're going to meets together, you're doing the races together, and there's just that social support group of like checking in and seeing how you're doing and even using each other to like make yourself faster and um that they're just not going to get that and so it's really going to be interesting to see how that impacts the shape that kids come in next year um and this is really a time to focus on the most important parts of our life and that's really just taking care of yourself as an individual focusing on their academics getting everything in line and then um you know trying to keep themselves as as fit as possible through their own training. Um, but you know, this is stuff that I might even extend an invite to them on is to join us for virtual runs. I might even encourage them to, um, time themselves on a mile one day, just at the track and they can meet up with each other just because I think that that's, it's good to still have those, those tests. And you know, the longer you go without doing a race, sometimes it can be just hard to stay motivated. So I think it can help to have these, these things on the calendar just to kind of keep things keep things looking ahead and having something to look forward to. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, I just am on social media right now too. And it looks like the London marathon just got postponed also. So it's, it's, it's coming, it's happening for everyone. And so I think this podcast was really good. Um, and like you were saying, just getting back to the roots of why you're doing it, you know, it can be ultra disappointing when, you know, we're having, we're this three world marathon majors have, you know, since rescheduled and two of them rescheduled to, like the weekend before other world majors, so like Chicago and Berlin. And it's just funny, um, you know, looking at everything that's going on because it does really force you to put things in a different perspective and understanding that, you know, sometimes things are just out of our control, but no one can take away your fitness. You know, like you built, you worked hard. No one can take away the work that you put in. And so, you know, if people are feeling like, man, I I just got robbed of like, just understand that you only got robbed of like a race event, right? So really all it was was a street and you were going to run on it and people were going to hand you water cups and you were going to cross the finish line and get a medal. So, I mean, really like you still have streets near your house, right? I mean, you still have your fitness. Everything that you would have needed is still inside of you. And so you can just go out your front door. And that's the beauty of running. You can go out the front door and do it on your own. Whereas some of these other sports, you know, we're looking at the NHL, the NBA, like they cannot actually do their sports because it's a team sport. They need each other. Um, Whereas us runners, I feel like we um, it's almost like you lucked out because it is such an independent sport where it's like, no one took away your team like you can still go out you still have your legs so go out there and make it happen if if that's what you really want to see I think I encourage everyone to just do whatever their heart is telling them to do if your heart's saying you know what take a break you don't, you don't need to train like that's fine too um if you've been crushing it and you're just kind of ready for a, a natural break that's awesome too but you know if you're someone who's like I just want to see where my fitness is I want to test it I work so hard Go out there and do that. Um, do you have any, you know, final words of wisdom or words of advice for people who are just, you know, being blindsided by this uh, with the races being canceled and everything? 
Nope, I think just just looking ahead, just use this next time to kind of hit the reset button. Um, you know, don't don't be in a panic, but just find find a way to kind of pass the time and keep yourself occupied and, and work hard because I think the more engaged we are with with things, um, the faster this time is going to go. And it's just going to be a, a period that we look back at and we talk about that spring of 2020 when everything got canceled. And um, hopefully it's, it is a once in a lifetime thing that we never have to have happen again. Um, so we'll leave you with uh, the same thing our head coach has been telling all of our athletes, just continue to wash your hands, keep yourself healthy, and um, we'll see you, um, see you at the next race. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's good to, you know, stay positive and know that, you know, a lot of this is going to be temporary and it's all, you know, for a good reason. So keep your head up and don't get too, you know, let down or disappointed by it. Uh, I know a lot of people who discovered Boston's being postponed. It it can be kind of tough, but at the same time, um, you know, it's good that they're just postponing it. Right. So it's still planned to occur later this fall. Um, I have my jacket hanging up. I bought in advance and it's, it's actually kind of almost like a treasure now. It's like an artifact. Oh, it says like April 20th and it never occurred on <laughs> April 20th. It's, it's due to happen in September. So it's like, I think it's kind of cool. And you can say that you are a part of this time and this, these memories just hold on to them because you know, someday <laughs> like 30 years from now, you're going to be like, remember when, um, so it, it makes for a good story, you know, and just keeping light of the situation and focusing on what you can control, um, is just, is really a good reminder. So I appreciate everyone for tuning in and, you know, supporting our show. And if you want to, you know, be a part of these virtual races, just head over to our website, www.runforprs.co. Um, you can sign up for a free seven day trial. We can get you on board with some of those, you know, races, all of them are free, open to public. So hope to see you there.